Good morning. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Marzipan Bakery. One taste is all it takes. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman. I'm about all the food all the time. I love food. I love shopping for it, cooking it, eating it, eating at restaurants, anything food, food related. I'm a kosher personal chef. I'm a cookbook author. I can't say that enough. <laughs> My business is called the Aussie Gourmet. I give cooking classes. I cater for people for Shabbos, for Yontov, for Pesach. Anytime you don't feel like cooking, you can give me a call. Um, I hope you'll tune in every week and hear about my exciting, hear from my exciting guests and my exciting food adventures and sharing of great recipes each week. But I want to hear from your experiences too. So email me at Naomi at NachamSiegel.com. Enjoy my fan page, Instagram, Twitter, Instagram stories. Thank you for all watching my Instagram stories. If you're watching my Instagram story from today, make sure you tune into the Nachum Siegel Network and listen to my show. We're doing a reverse com- um, marketing there. Um, so if you have any great food experiences, make it a conversation. If you eat it, share it. I have a great lineup today. So um, I want to just talk about for a second um, who we're going to be having on. I'm having Shelby Zeitelman from Soon Tchina, right? Yeah. yeah, I said it right. Woohoo. And then I have my production team from Perfect for Pesach. Dini Klein interviewed me last week as me for our Purim shtick, um, as our Vanahafaho and, you know, she was me and I was her and, you know, she interviewed me about the book. It was adorable. But today I'm going to be talking Behind the scenes of what went on and the crazy madness of Perfect for Pesach as we are entering Pesach season. You're listening to this after Pesach and, um, sorry, you're listening to this after Purim. My brain has got too much matzah meal in it right now. Um, and you'll hear about uh, some cooking tips for the upcoming Chag. Um, so I'd like to welcome Shelby Zeitelman. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing great. Yeah. I'm doing great, yeah. Just drove in from Philly, but feeling good and excited to be here. Okay. You actually drove in or you took the train? I drove. How long did yeah. it take you from? Just two hours. Two hours. It sometimes really it quick. takes two hours from the Manhattan to Lower East Side. Exactly. We call ourselves the sixth borough. Oh. <laughs> I mean, not really, but. That's actually yes. very cute. I Thank like you. that one. Okay, cool. You've got some, a lot of good food things going over there in Philly. A lot of good food things going on in Philly. Yeah. James Beard Award winners, uh, nominees, a really um, diverse, delicious, accessible food scene in Philly. Okay, that's great. And accessible because we're only two hours away from New exactly. York City. Exactly. So, and a lot less money. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it's so true. Did you grow up in Philly? Actually, no. I grew up outside of D.C. in Rockville, Maryland. Okay, so let's talk about why you're here and yeah. the exciting things that you're going to share with us because, you know, last week we were talking about what my favorite cuisine is. It's definitely the Mediterranean cuisine. So you have got something special. You created something very special. Let's talk about the history of what you have here. Sure. Uh, so Sum Foods was the, um, the business plan developed by me and my two sisters. Are you three girls in your family? Three girls. That's it. Yeah, three girls in our family. I have four daughters. Oh, amazing. It's such a special bond. Yeah. Um, And uh, fortunately, we work very well together. Um, We were inspired by Tachina really from our brother, now brother-in-law. So my middle sister, Jackie, lives in Israel. Oh, nice. Yes. Lucky and her. Yes, very lucky her and lucky us that we get to go visit her. So she started dating Omri, and Omri has been in the tahina and now sesame industry for a dozen years. So as they started dating, we got to learn about him, what he was doing. I happened to be working abroad um, in Israel for the summer uh, at the time and, and got to taste the tahina that he was selling. And... It was unlike anything I had ever tasted. I mean, I will not uh, claim to have been a former tahina expert by any means. Right. Honestly, I thought it was something you would put in hummus or a drizzly white sauce you would put on falafel. So when I tried the tahina that he was selling, it was nutty and rich and almost like peanut butter. And I wanted to eat it on its own. And Ooh. yeah, it just sparked this whole <laughs> series of questions of... What is tahina and why have I never tried good tahina and where can I get it and how is it made and where does it come from? And, you know, after all these questions, we essentially then had a, the start of a, of a business plan. Wow. So how many years ago was this? 
This was six years ago when we started our research. Okay. The business is is four years. Will be four years in May. So it took you two years from the brain. I always say from the brain to the shelf, right? Yeah. From when you get the concept till you get it on the shelf. Yes, brain to shelf. Um, you know, two years of research and interviews, but also just figuring out where we were in our own lives. I mean, when we first started talking about the business, I had another job. Um, my sister was finishing up her master's degree in Israel. Other sister, Amy, was finishing up her degree at the University of Delaware. So, you know, business is really about um, circumstance and a lot of timing. All about timing. And definitely luck in there, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Everything comes from, you know, who. very yes. nice. So what does Zoom actually mean? Why Zoom? What's uh, in Hebrew, Zoom, Zoom is sesame. I'm such an idiot. Of course. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm not an idiot. Um, okay, Sum Sum. Right, Sum Sum. Yeah, so we wanted to give um, honor to kind of the origins of the, um, you know, the, the inspiration for the business. But at the same time, we wanted something that was accessible to the U.S. market. That was a big part of our business strategy. Um, and something that was playful, too. So Sum is... Like your question, people are like, what's Zoom? And so it just initially sparks a conversation, which then leads to a lot of other uh, dialogue. I can't believe I didn't pick up on that because yeah. I know Sum Sum is uh, sesame. Cool. And and you've been actually awarded um, and been recognized by the Bon Appetit magazine, the yes. Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, Food and Wine magazine, Zagat. Like, that's awesome. Yes. We have been very fortunate to have been um, picked up by these food publications. Um, but I really need to give credit to the um, the, the chefs that we work with that okay. uh, were willing and uh, able to go on record to talk about our product and talk about our brand um, and in an authentic way really speak to why they love Sum Tachina. That's cool. So who, which chefs did you work with? Uh, so our first chef and really our first customer was Michael <laughs> Solomonov. No, no way. In Philadelphia. No way. I love him. Yes, yes. You and me both. You and us both. So you know him for real? Yes. <gasps> yes, we know Michael. Yeah, oh, that's so cool. He's like, okay, my like my food inspiration. He's amazing. He's His amazing. His books, The Half, is wonderful. It is. I want to meet him. It is wonderful. Sure, come to Philly. I'll give you a tour of the scene. I'll introduce you to oh, Michael. Let's Definitely. do that. Uh, Miriam and Melinda are also here on the set um, today in the studio. Yeah. We're in. Seriously. That's right after Pesach. Okay? Sure. We're yeah. in. Right when we can right. eat. Okay, again. good. Again. <laughs> yeah. After we lose a little Pesach weight. But okay, sure. we'll come back to that. Okay. She knows Michael Solomon Mill. Yeah, we're going to Philly. Right trip. Okay. <laughs> okay, you don't have to ask us twice. Okay. So Michael was your first chef. Yeah, so Michael was our first chef. And funny story, um, he was interviewed by the Wall Street Journal. So I told you we started our company in May. I believe the interview was June of 2013. And the Wall Street Journal asked him what some of his favorite ingredients were to work with. So mind you, we'd been working with Zahab for all of a month. And he mentioned Zoom. So in this Wall Street Journal article, all of a sudden we got mentioned. And thank God we had figured out our website. Thank God we had figured out how to like sell through our website. For but you could imagine, you know, like we got our first 65 orders online and we were like, You're a real company. Wow, like we're on the map. So I do really need to give so much um, gratitude and thanks to those types of relationships that um, did put us on the map at, at an early age. So That is yeah. fantastic. I love women in business. I love sisters in business. Yeah, it's really special. I think that's so funny. Okay, so here's the question. I was I was uh, uh, preparing some questions for today, and, I, and my husband goes, ask what, is it Trina or yeah. Trini? Oh, my goodness, yeah. Right, what, is, <laughs> do we have an answer for that? So, is it like tomato, tomato, or it's like there's a real answer? So in Hebrew, it's Trina. But tahina could mean both the tahina paste, so the roasted and pressed sesame seeds, or tahina as prepared as a sauce. The word is the same. So the context is really important there. Um, if you're referring to the paste, sometimes it's called uh, tahina golmi, meaning like raw tahina. But if you use the word raw in America, they think raw means unroasted. So that just got confusing. When we first started the company, we uh, called it Tehina, T-E-H-I-N-A. And I cannot tell you the confusion that that caused. What is the difference between Tehina, Tahini? So we kind of bit the bullet on that one. And a year into business, we decided to just call it Tahini because at the very least, that's what is 
it's been called in America, and we can't. We don't have enough time to be able to explain to everybody what you know. We have a YouTube channel, so people are listening to us on the you know on the yeah. app and on the internet. But we also have our our video going, Great. um, and people can Am also I on video. Yeah, you're on the video. Yes. You're on our Nachum Siegel <laughs> Net YouTube channel. I'm glad I put on mascara. Yeah, there you go. I have a little lipstick. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just want to hold up to the camera for those of you who are watching um, this. And, and I'm going to describe to all of our listeners this creamy, delicious, my mouth is watering. So what do you do with this? This is the actual raw paste. Right. So this is the paste. This is just 100%, right, roasted and pressed sesame seeds. It's also really good for your skin. So if you miss a little bit in your mouth, just, yeah, rub it right mm. on your lips. And um, So, yes, this is the raw um Roasted and pressed sesame seed paste with which you would use this to make hummus or marinades or dressings or as we were talking about earlier, mixed in with a little bit of Greek yogurt Yogurt. or ice cream or you can bake with it. I mean, the list goes on with tahina. It's just so versatile. I I didn't realize that, how versatile it is. Um, You know, know, having a Pesach book, I know that you can do nothing with sesame on, on for Ashkenazim on Pesach. That is, you know, so so I'm actually so excited to be eating something that's uh, I can eat right now because everything has been so Pesach centric <laughs> the last few weeks. Um, but this is so this is basically crushed sesame. Yes, milled sesame. Milled sesame. E- yeah, exactly. Um, and the sesame that we use is called white humera. It comes from Ethiopia, actually, the northwestern region. I was going to ask you, they don't grow sesame in America. They do um, in the Midwest, so Kansas, Oklahoma, parts of Texas are kind of taking a stab at sesame. But like any agricultural product that's really affected by terroir, coffee beans, grapes for wine, um, where it's grown has a really big effect on the taste. We talk about that all the time on this show, the terroir. Yeah, the taste of the land. Yes. Jay Booksbaum from Royal Wines, he always talks about the terroir. Yeah. And it's the taste of the land, the environment of the part of the world that it's grown. Yeah, so we've tried um, tahina made from white humera in Ethiopia, white humera in Mexico. But you went to Ethiopia? We have been to (gasps) Ethiopia, yes. Um, That's cool. Yes, it was very cool. This was in our uh, research phase of the business, the... um, my two sisters, Omri, and gonna, my now, yeah, please. I'm gonna eat some. Yeah, my now husband Dan. Uh, we went to Ethiopia in April of 2012. Spent Pesach actually in Ethiopia, which was a really, really special experience. Really? Yeah, with a bunch of expats in Addis Ababa. It was really special. Did you be able to get matzah and all that? Um, no, no. Did we? I don't remember. But we just, you know, cut out the. The carbs, effectively. Maybe we ate injera because we're like, this doesn't really rise. I, but <laughs> no, it was so... a lot. It was a lot of vegetables. Uh, I do believe we followed the Sephardic traditions that year. Lots of you know, hummus, len- <laughs> yeah, right? Like lentils and beans and, and things of that nature. Oh, that is so mm-hmm. cool that you've been there. Yes, oh, so, so Ethiopia, M- Mexico, Ethiopia, right? So uh, the Mexican white humera, same varietal, really different taste. Also, the ways that you roast the seeds has an impact. So temperature, length of time. I've tried tahina made from Indian um, sesame seeds that taste like very smoky and just a a totally different mouthfeel. This I describe as um, creamy, nutty, almost sweet. It has a little bit of the bitter aftertaste, but not at the front of the tongue, but ever so subtle. I'm not tasting bitter. I I mean. So this, you take this. And you mix it with Greek yogurt, mm. and you get a delicious milchic dressing for a Caesar salad. Mm-hmm. You take this, oh, and throw in a little cumin, mm. okay? Because you know you can't go wrong with cumin. Also. I agree. <laughs> um, and then you can take it with. Um, if you wanted to make a different variation of a salad dressing, perhaps Asian inspired, you mm. could take um, soya, se- mm-hmm. soya um, sesame oil, uh, mix it in with a little bit of uh, cooking wine. Um, and chives. I mean, anything. I just can't even begin to describe the versatility of this product. We made a vegan tahini ranch that called for maple syrup and chopped herbs that was divine. Mm. It was actually, that was uh, featured in the New York Times in, one of, in, in their recipe this column. is amazing. Thank you. I love this so much. And the actual ingredient, it says on it, Tiny ground sesame seeds. That's it. Mm-hmm. So they mill it till it's liquid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
it's milled till it's liquid. And um, actually, my sister was just at our manufacturing facility this morning, watching it come like fresh out of the uh, oh, out of the machine. It's like when you in Israel in the shuk, you know, they have the yes. the, the stone uh-huh. ground. They do it there. It's that's awesome. My kids love watching that. Yeah. Um, wh- where what is the actual origin of tchina? Uh, in terms of the product, yeah, like, yeah, like who th- who was the first country to think of tchina? Great question. We're still learning more about that because there's such a um, kind of gap of knowledge around sesame and tchina in in general. Um, but we know that sesame came to the Middle East by way of the spice trade because sesame doesn't grow in the Middle East. I mean, tchina has become a staple ingredient in the Middle East, so. But they also do use a sesame paste in parts of Asia. So I don't know who could take credit for creating the first tahina. Um, I do know that there are, um, you know, legends, Indian legends, where 5000 BCE, they were using sesame for medicinal and ritual purposes. So I don't know in what way, though, they were using right, sesame right. seeds. Yeah, like it's so, always so interesting where, where something originated. You know? I, I totally agree, and I we're always looking to learn more about that. Right. It's yeah. funny, you're so passionate about your product, bec- and you you know like so much about it. Like you, it becomes part of you. Mm-hmm. So I love this chocolate. Where did you get this idea for chocolate? <sighs> so um, because of the tahina that we started um, selling and, and falling in love with and finding all these sweet applications like mixing it with Greek yogurt and blending it in smoothies, we were really inspired by the sweet applications of it. Oh, my God. Miriam Pascal is here. I'm passing this to you, mate. Please, everybody take a, a, a taste. It's it is, it's yes. Awesome. Um, but actually, Jackie and Omri were in, were in Greece um, on their honeymoon, and they saw a um, a cocoa tahini, and we were doing some recipe testing at the time to figure out if we could develop some other flavors. And I took oh my I, gosh. Right? so good, thank you. <laughs> yeah, so we took this recipe to a couple of focus groups, and people fell in love with the chocolate. And we love this chocolate. We call it our guiltless indulgence because it is only three ingredients. It's tahina, pure cane powdered sugar, and cocoa powder. This is so good. Thank you. <gasps> Thank you. So, you know, between us, we've been calling it a sesame spread. Um, we got some uh, consulting advice saying no one still knows what tahina is. So let's call it sesame. Um, we're evaluating calling it a halva spread because that is really what it is. For people who know halva and love halva and taste this, it is spreadable yeah, halva. That's, that's immediately what I thought of. When right? I yeah, it. because that's what halva is. Halva Mi- is tahina mixed with sugar and flavors and a binding agent called saparo root. Um, and then you, you know, you, you blended and eventually <laughs> it, it no it really is I, like that labor and can i take a turn asking a question yeah, yeah. yes <laughs> wait wait let me introduce moon pascal is joining us Hello. um overtime cook and she is the dessert queen because oh, she wrote a cookbook she has a cookbook sweet. called something sweet love it okay um, so i'm just curious if you have any plans to start selling halva um not to sell halva uh if we would stay with the only with halva the spreads. spreads. Yes. Oh, okay. oh my yeah. God. There are some great halva companies that are coming on the market now. And so we really do see tahini and halva as this emerging trend. Okay. And- so you know what I'm going to make this week? Okay. Even though I'm already making um, Pesach, I still have my upstairs kitchen in my regular kitchen that I'm not making Pesach in yet. And I'm going to put this in my challah dough. I'm going to make mm. chocolate sesame challah. It's really good. Oh my God. Yes. Enjoy. Oh, that's, oh my God, I love this. I'm not a baker, and I tried that actually. Um, a friend of mine has an organization called Challah for Hunger, and <gasps> she gave. Can we get her in? Yeah, sure. I love that. Yes, I'd love to connect you with Carly. Amazing organization. Um, and so she gave me the pre made challah dough and said, just braid this and bake it. And I ventured out to uh, weave in some of the um, chocolate sum, and it was divine. Absolutely I'm so divine. excited. Mel, grab a spoon from the closet over there. There's a closet in the out there. Melinda Strauss, uh, who is joining us in the show, she ran down stairs um, and for a second. And we are 
in the middle of a, there's a filing cabinet, not a, a little cupboard out there, metal cupboard. She's joining us today. We're, we're talking about, we're talking first with Shelby and then we're going to talk about the cookbook and, and Shelby's going to stick around. Um, Melinda actually bought in some of her leftover hamantaschen, oh, which was really nice of really her. So maybe nice. we can dip some hamantaschen in Gina. Um Okay, so um, so the other thing about the chocolate spread, and what's in the hamantaschen? Marzipan rogelach is inside this. Okay, have a look. Our show is sponsored by Marzipan Bakery. One taste <laughs> takes it all. Now we're going to drizzle that with tahina or chocolate. You want some bowls too? Here, you want some extra bowls? Yeah. Um, so the other thing that I love about the chocolate is that it is a it's half the sugar of the leading chocolate spread, which I will not name on the program um <laughs> you must not be named right um you get calcium iron protein and all of these amazing nutritional benefits again with just three ingredients so i have a two-year-old and oh, that's I, the best stage right no um, homework no homework yet no definitely not i can't even get him to eat sometimes you know so in the mornings i've been making waffles and giving him some of the um the chocolate halva spread and i mean he just Loves it. I blend it in smoothies for him. I mean, it's something that I feel good about giving my um, my son. So, you know, I, I hope that people see the, the beauty and just the simplicity and, you know, the healthiness And you can taste the tahina. It. You can really th- – Yeah. But it's not – it's not a savory flavor. It's really nice and chocolatey She's at the same time. She's an expert on dessert also. This is like, <laughs> so, I'm in I've the got right the room dessert. today. You, are, yeah. you came at a perfect Thank show. Thank you. And you've been booked for months. Right. <laughs> okay. Like, see, life's all about timing. This is, You know, in Israel, they make these date shakes with date and tahina. I'm mm-hmm. not sure what else is in them. Maybe coconut Sometimes milk. banana. Banana. Yeah. I love that. I'm going to mm-hmm. totally go home and, and make this. You sent me summer samples. So I yes. did actually pre-tried some of this stuff before, but... Um, and I've had, we met a couple of years ago at um, the Kosher Food Bloggers, yeah. um, which Melinda now is going to talk about for a couple of minutes. And, um, you know, all the fun foodie f- that goes on, you know, in our wonderful industry. But this is fabulous. Thank you so I much. I love this spread. I wish we could have this on Pesach because <laughs> this on matzah would be amazing. Wait, you could eat it on matzah anyways. Right. <laughs> my book, we, say, we, we said this about my book. Mm-hmm. Perfect for Pesach recipes you'll want to use all year. I'm just thinking matzah or toast, this and a banana on toast. Strawberries. Strawberry strawberries. on the Yep. Yeah, this is good. It's stuff. great Wait, as a dip okay, for fruit. Have... So good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Get him a spoon. Okay, I have some more questions for you. So hold on. I just have to feed ZK. And in Israel, <laughs> they do have kosher le Pesach tahina. So based on your... How? Oh, is it uh, oh, if you're Sephardic. Yes. You know, there are more Sephardim in Israel than Ashkenazim. It's just in America, I think it's the other way around. Yes. So in our household, we still do eat tahina during Pesach. So lucky. So you got yes. Ashkenazic <laughs> background. Okay. All right. Um, so have you ever, like, you, you're working with the sisters. Does yes. That, is that like, have you ever had a big fight? Between us? Yeah, and then my yeah. listeners. Right, exactly. In this closed community. Um, no, thank God. Not yet. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Um, but it's such a blessing to be able to work with them. It is such a blessing. Um, you know, it's not something that we ever talked about intentionally. Like, let's create a business together when we're older. Um, we were surrounded by family businesses. Our mother had her own business. Father oh, cool. has his own business. Our grandparents on both sides had their own businesses. So Entrepreneurial. Yeah, very entrepreneurial. And it was, you know, something that was talked about at the dinner table. So it never felt foreign that that might be right. an option. What we found, though, with Sum Foods is that we have very complementary skill sets. We very quickly identified our roles and responsibilities you know, I took on the role as CEO, kind of leading our strategy and operations. And Amy, for instance, is a brilliant salesperson. So she leads up all of our, our sales efforts. And she's really at the head of, um, you know, the, those customer relationships. Um, and then Jackie being in Israel um, and having a knack just for detail, she oversees our manufacturer relationship, the importing or exporting These from are, Israel. Is this made in Israel? It is, yes. Oh, by Israel. Yes. Hello. Yes. I'm a big, let's support Israel and, and show our li- love for Israeli products yes. by, by buying soup. So the tahina right now is made in Israel. This chocolate is Israeli tahina, but it's mixed in um, in the States by a co-packer. Okay, um, cool. But made yeah, the still the, uh, you know, the, the kishkas. The kishkas c- come from 
Is that the right word? Yeah. yeah the, sure. insides. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the insides. The soul comes. The, the neshama the so, is. The neshama yes. comes from Israel. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. Yes. Okay. Do, and they have their own plant there? You do a private label, like a private run? or So we have a recipe that we developed to spec with the manufacturer. And then, yes, um, one of those was the exclusively white Humera Ethiopian sesame seeds. So the single sourcing. And then the way that we grind our sesame seeds is proprietary, if you will, to Tahina. You know, well, with any recipe development, you can't right. really trademark it, so to speak. But Right, right. I absolutely love, because I have four daughters, the um, picture on the label. Thank you. Of your Trini, uh, of the three of the three girls. Yeah, I think that's. Do your parents love that? Like it's such a. Yeah, we do. It's yeah, really nice. They, they have a lot of nachas, and um, we realize that you know in today's age, when creating a brand, people really want to connect with the um, people behind the brand, and um, you know, we really like to share share our experiences as Shelby, Jackie, and Amy. <laughs> In addition to the product that we're putting I out think there, absolutely fantastic. And then we're very proud to also be officially women-owned on Woo-hoo! International Women's Day today. <gasps> ah, yes, right. yeah, yeah. Not when this will be airing, but today yeah, no, when we're yeah, doing the yeah. interview. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, so yes, we are officially women-owned, uh, certified through the Women's Business Enterprise National Council, which is the meaning of that logo on our um, label as well. Fantastic! It says yeah. peanut-free, dairy-free, omega three. High in omega threes, yes. vegan, and then they've got the tour da on their certification yes. at the bottom from Massachusetts. Absolutely fantastic! This was great. I hope yes, you can thank you stick so around. Much. We're going to do a little switching a little around. Switcheroo, you yeah. Might just be eating some sim sim for the rest of the time here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's been it's our it was our Musical honor and our chairs. pleasure and love yeah. to support. Um, do you guys want to maybe move up? I think it might Let's be easier. Um, it was fantastic. Thank you, Mel, for bringing in some of your hamantash and leftover hamantash. And I told her when she made them last week, put some in the freezer for me because I want to I wanna have them on the... I brought treats too. Oh, Not yeah. Such, well, Wait, I'm going first. Oh. Miriam, as you know, I went to the farmer's market. <laughs> Do you know what I called you and asked if you were still there? It's because I wanted to... Oh, I know. Gosh, Miriam. Miriam. <laughs> this is, this is my photographer, Miriam Pascal, Miriam. who made my book look stunning. Miriam can loves you say maple. that true friends buy your maple cotton candy? Should we open it so everybody can have some? Absolutely. Uh, Miriam, are you okay sharing this time? I really don't want to share. She didn't want to share. I actually shared my last package also. I really? shared it with my friends. And what were you thinking? It. Miriam loves maple. Anything with maple. <gasps> Let's do maple. Candy. What would maple syrup be like with, with um this this one? With the... With the um, delicious. Oh, we amazing. have a recipe actually. I believe I gave it to ZK, ZK over here. That is a um pancakes with a maple tahini drizzle. Ooh. Oh, love that. Okay, that's yum. That's I'm going to okay. I'm going to be trying that a Fair lot part. more. I eat a lot of hummus. And a lot a lot a lot of hummus. I made a quinoa hummus for Pesach mm. in the book. So, yeah. I actually prefer to tahina to hummus in general. Yes, I'd I, rather dip a carrot in tahina than I would in uh, hummus my, any day. My husband loves tahina, mm-hmm. loves it. So you know, it's our new ketchup. <laughs> I actually had to hide Put this that stuff on everything. I had to actually hide this from my family so they wouldn't eat it before our, <laughs> I could do it. Prepare for our interview. <laughs> I'm so sorry for your problem. I know, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Okay, okay, so look, Miriam, what I, brought, I'm, I brought, I posted a candy bar. Recently on my blog, so I brought some. I wrapped it up all fancy. I really was thinking afterwards that maybe Melinda would want it because I know you don't have a sweet tooth. But then I also brought this, which is sweet and salty. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, funny. I don't have a sweet tooth. But then it got it got a little um, messed up in my car. Is that car. chocolate bark? Um, no, it's peanut butter and white chocolate bark. Do with, you see like, ZK's face? Everyone, look how happy he is. So I put like cereal on it. This is actually a, a, Give me a this. twist no. on a recipe on my blog. I mean, in my book, I have a, in my book salted Smells white chocolate bark. Oh, we have an air book. This is milk chocolate? Uh, almond bark. Yeah. No. No, a the, bark. A bark. Yeah, a bark. A bark. So this is this is peanut butter, white chocolate, peanut butter chips. White oh, chocolate. no, this is amazing. And then I added salt to make cause it. So, so it's not crazy sweet. sweet. Yeah, because yeah, it would have been very sweet otherwise. Oh, otherwise. this is good. So, yeah, it, got, well, it doesn't look so Shelby, nice. Shelby, please the, take ZK. <laughs> please and then I tried take. to marble it, and then it didn't. not all the pieces look so pretty. But see, Oh, no, that looks pretty. For her, she doesn't think that's pretty. For me, it's stunning. Oh, my God, this is so good. Like. Shelby, I'm going to take some tchina. I'm going to put it on the chocolate. <laughs> I'm going to put the tchina on the chocolate. Okay? 
Well, peanut butter and tahini go well together also, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's really We just posted on Instagram an inside-out peanut butter cup with the- I saw that. Yeah. I don't don't actually love peanut Mm. butter so much. I'm not a big peanut butter person. That's why I like that. I just eat it with a spoon. Literally, right. crunchy peanut, peanut butter in a spoon, and I'm happy. But then again, I eat Vegemite, so don't go by me. <laughs> Boo. Sorry. Don't want to insult anybody. I know, I know. Everybody hates Ooh, that pretty. Vegemite but me. Well, are they, all the 20 million Australians love it, right? If you've had Vegemite and you like it, send me an email. If you hate it, you can also send me an email. You let me know what you think. Naomi at NachumSiegel.com. <laughs> this is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Marzi Pan Bakery. One taste takes one taste is all it takes i got tongue twisted there marzipan bakery one taste is all it takes i think there's a lot of teas there okay so we are in the studio we're having a great time um we have uh we just had shelby zeidelman talk to us about her amazing amazing tahini product over here and you can get oh uh, shelby your microphone is still on um you can buy this at your local kosher stores and on amazon Yes, on Amazon, on SumFoods.com, you can also purchase. Um, and then on SumFoods.com, we have a list of all the retailers. We don't have uh, national distribution to the extent that everyone might be able to buy it in their local store, but check out the list. And, and Amazon. At Amazon, yes, we do fulfill through Prime, so you can get it next day to get your fix. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's really awesome. Our book is uh, number one on Amazon right now, so we're pretty, pretty excited about that. They ordered another thousand, so we're, we're pretty pretty thrilled wow. about that. Yeah, it's it's crazy. All right, Pesach time, you know, Pesach cookbook. Right. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God. Okay, so we're here. Isn't to- it gratifying when you see, like, because you put so much work into it, and everybody thinks they know how much work it is, but nobody realizes, as you now know, right. how much work you put into it, and like you're done, and it's so gratifying to get all the feedback. Isn't it amazing? I bawled my eyes out on my car ride home. I called up Melinda. <laughs> I was driving home. <laughs> From getting the book, uh, what was it, two weeks ago already, February 24th, I think I drove down to Artsco to get the book and Gadawi Zlodowitz handed me my first copy and I was overwhelmed. I jumped for joy and I put on Instagram, which he took my Instagram pic, he did my Instagram post for me, um, for my story. And then I'm driving home on the belt with 460 books in my car and I just started to cry. It's literally like having a baby. So it was, you know, you go through all those emotions, but I could not have done it without as I said last week, all my friends, and I thanked all the, a bunch of people last week on the show as well. But Melinda, who was my production assistant on the set, um, I called it a set because it was like r- literally a studio set. Miriam set up a prop studio and a photography studio <laughs> in my house. My poor husband and daughter. Um, yeah, they, they weren't We so couldn't move. Yeah, they weren't so thrilled. Um but they did amazing and now they're all really excited because the book is out. Um, but it was quite an experience. And we thought we'd bring Mel and Miriam in to give you some behind the scenes. But before we jump into that, I just want to – Melinda has already started on her new – her project for the year. Um, besides getting my book out and being my right-hand man for my Pesach um, catering business. Um, but Melinda, welcome back to the studio. Well, thank you. Uh, always good having you here. Um, you change names. Yes. Let's, so let's do that whole segue thing. Sure. So it used to be the Kosher Food Bloggers Conference, which we've talked about on the show before. Uh, for the past, I think this is going to be, we've done it four times. Uh, we skipped a year last year because I was doing construction on the house. So I decided to take a break from the conference. And I got so many calls from companies, from people saying, what happened to the conference? Are you doing it again next year? So I realized I got to do it again. But calling it Kosher Food Bloggers Conference doesn't work anymore because it's not, you know, when I started the conference, there really were just bloggers. Instagram, I don't even think Instagram existed when we started Not on the level it is now. Right, Miriam? When we started blogging, it was, I mean, Facebook was really where you went to promote your blog. Exactly. It's where we all grew. I joined Instagram in like 2012. Yeah. And I started, I remember I started pretty late in the game, which was a big mistake, but learn from that one and having a lot of fun on Instagram now. You've recouped nicely. We're working on it. So I realized that... I was getting a lot of questions from people, you know, is it just for bloggers? Is it just for kosher people? And, you know, the answer to both of those is no. So what I what we decided to do, and I asked a lot of people, I asked a, a lot of people about the name. I really wanted to make sure we did it right. And what we ended up on is the Jewish Food Media Conference. You don't have to be kosher 
you, you, we want everyone there to be Jewish and we want people to be connected to Judaism and in some way to be in kosher, but you don't have to keep kosher to be there. You don't, even, right. You can't put like a ham and cheese sandwich. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I agree with that. Sure. Um, and then for the food media part, instead of, you know, what we realize is that it's people who are food media influencers. So uh, social media influencers. So anybody who's in the food industry, who's Jewish, who's a social media influencer can be there. And it's, and they'll have what to gain. When and they, they will have what to gain. We're working on the speakers right now. We have a lot of ideas for topics. It's just a question of who's going to be speaking. Um, I'm speaking with a few people now. I really want someone to be there as, as a motivational speaker. Miriam, I know Miriam, we have a lot of passion talking about, how would you say it? Um, how to, I guess. Transparency. Transparency and how to legally use social media and do it right and really make sure everyone knows how you're working. Let's say someone's working with Zoom Foods on a recipe and it's a sponsored post. It is important for people to know, your followers to know that it is sponsored. You know, they want to, they're going to believe you and they're going to trust you because it's you about that. MS. Yes. Yeah. Being truthful. As Danny Klein from Yeah, That's Kosher, he says, when you're, when you're not honest about these things, it's going to us ask here. It's, it's really a halachic issue, not just a legal issue. Right. Although right. both are enough of a can reason. We, can we then just yeah. say, please do not take a photo of my book <laughs> yes, and put it yes. on Instagram, the recipe? You can do like part of the picture yeah like the picture but not the recipe but not when, the recipe because right. you're stealing from the publisher and the author right, when the somebody says oh can you share that recipe yeah you can go buy the book you can you know you can come over we can share but to when we post and when people take pictures of the cookbook and just share it around then it's i spoke I think, about yeah. this before this problem before yeah. i had a cookbook and you all I know think, that i've I always protected people... i've always protected the cookbook authors mm -hmm. before i had a book this Naomi's has got nothing to do yeah. because this got nothing to do that i have a book now it's got to do with just protecting the industry and the people that have worked so hard to get where they are. I think that what people don't realize is that, you know, people might have, think like, what does it hurt if I take one picture? But when that becomes the culture that you just say, like, why do I need to buy XYZ cookbook when I can just call my friend and say, hey, text me a picture of that page that I want. It People don't realize why it, why it hurts the, the authors and the publishers, but... I think if people would know how much work goes into it, and I guess we can segue now into the right, behind the scenes. Right, behind but the scenes. But if people scenes, had yeah. any idea of what goes into it, like your blood, sweat, and tears, and giving up your life for like months to, to really get a cookbook out. Sometimes more. People I mean. Yeah. No, but I'm saying like especially at the end when it's crunch time and you're just – you don't live. Like your life is just doing the book. And if people would realize that, I think they would be more – like willing to just support you and say, okay, if I really want the recipes, I'll buy the book, not call my friend and ask for a picture right, of right, the pages. Right, right, right. I mean, people do share recipes. Oh, I had that at your house. Can you give me the recipe? Right, of that course. That goes on the natural. There. But when you're posting it on Facebook, it's, you know, a little bit, uh, you know. Yeah, we have that as bloggers too sometimes where, you know, someone will say, oh my God, this recipe was amazing. And people say, oh, can you share it? So they'll take a screenshot from, your, from their computer of your recipe or of the print that they get. And so... What we do, I, I know, Miriam, you probably do this too, is I'll, I'll be really nice, obviously, but I'll say, hey, do you, you know, can you please take down the picture that you posted and share the link instead? And we'll talk about how hard we work. And, you know, as bloggers, we, this is a business and not just something that we do as a hobby. So it's important to support right. that. This is definitely a very hot topic and it's going to be discussed. <laughs> and it will be discussed at the conference for sure. And if you are sure. thinking about becoming an inst food Instagrammer or a food blogger, this is a conference where you get to meet people. I have mm -hmm. met incredible friends. That's where I met Miriam. And you know, Aton Bernath is a great example because he came two years ago. Can't believe it. He was 12 when he came. <laughs> yep. I think he's about to have a birthday. And he, right. Okay. So he's 14 now, but he talks now about how that conference was where he really realized what he, you know, the direction that he wanted to go in with blogging and he wanted to take this more seriously. And it happened at the conference. So it's not just, it's education, but it's also inspiration. And it pushes people forward and teaches them. And if so you much. haven't started yet, but you're you're tr looking to get started, like mm -hmm. this will be a great way for you to like learn how to even get into it. Yeah, it's small. You know, it's seventy five people is generally our max, and I like keeping it small because it means that everyone gets to know each other. Right, um, and it's We're not just shaking hands and walking the other way. People really become build good friendships. friends. Yeah, we become. I've yeah. met amazing, amazing friends through this. Mm -hmm. um, Mel, can we talk about where it's going to be yet, or? Uh, can we? I think we I can. Know, I think, I'd like, I think this is official. We have a drum roll. Yeah, let's do it. This let's announce like the it official here. Announcement? Yeah, this is the yeah. official announcement. Okay. I think we could do okay. it, right? I like, mean, Naomi, it was your idea, so why don't you go okay. ahead and announce it? The Jewish Food Media Conference is going to be at the Brooklyn Children's Museum. 
museum it's in the Jewish Brooklyn Jewish Children's Museum. Say it again. The Jewish Jew- Brooklyn Children's Museum in Crown Heights. Yep. With um, the joint awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had this. This was all Naomi's oh. idea. She is a genius. No, I'm not sucking up. It's true. <laughs> and it's just, it's a great space. They have a really good media space for it. It's, it's in Crown Heights. Awesome. Crown Heights. They have a, we're going to be in the audio visual room. It's a, like a theater. Oh, I want to know awesome. about the food. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm, don't. I'm working on the We're food. We are going to have something from hopefully from but Crown Heights. Do you want to hear something? Okay. The coolest part of it upstairs at night is going to be kosher, kosher feast. feast. Oh, so we don't even have to like get shuttled. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I get a little bit of genius for that. That is amazing. We kind of were like having a hard time deciding. So we were like, um, you know, I'm always helping Esty. I love Esty Berkowitz. A big shout out to you. And um, I'm always trying to help her scout a location. And, we, you know, we're too big for a restaurant. And we're too uh, small for a catering catering event. So catering hall. So... We really, like, all of a sudden, like, we're sitting at my kitchen table, like, the quinoa hummus recipe, it knocked me on the head. Let's do it in a space, an event space, such as the Brooklyn Children's Museum. And everybody knows the hottest food now is in Crown Heights. Or Brooklyn has got between the loft in Borough Park and Tea Fusion in Flatbush. Izzy's, People are really going Izzy. Brooklyn Artisan Bakehouse. Yeah, and that's all the yeah. Crown Heights stuff. <laughs> Basil, we can't leave them out. I think there's something new oh, that Johnny was talking about, also Johnny Klein. Is there a new restaurant opening up the one there? right also? next to Basil? Like across the street? Yeah, what was it called? Uh, I forgot. Sorry, guys. Something with a C, I think. Yeah, sorry. You'll have to stick around and <laughs> hear our show in the next couple of weeks when we'll have some opening news. But we're very excited to be able to have it there. And Esty's going to come on a couple of weeks and talk about her uh, Kosher Feast conference. But I figured while Mel's on the set, we can talk about the Jewish food media media conference. conference. And you got to get used to it because we've been calling it Kosher Food Bloggers I it for bloggers so many years. Bloggers Conference, yeah. But now it's not just bloggers. It's I know, it's so everyone. You know, because everything's expanding. Mm-hmm. It's really everything's expanding. We're growing it continuously. So it's just, you know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> You're not that old, uh, no, 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 but no, but when you're used to saying something, it's hard to break it. You we're know, gonna, like, we're gonna break you. So a bit. when people like they take on the Hebrew names, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna try to remember that. <laughs> um, yeah, so we are we're looking forward to that, and you can stay tuned on uh, Instagram and follow uh, Melinda's page. And yeah, uh, so I, on Instagram, I actually started a Jewish food media. Instagram page. I'm still slowly getting used to having more than one page because Kitchen Tested is my baby. Um, but I go on there. I, I always forget about it. And then I go back on. So I'm trying to make a habit of it. And I want to be making announcements as we have speakers, when we know who's catering the, the day, and all those kinds of things are going to go on on the Jewish Food Media Instagram page. So check oh, that out. Awesome. I am looking forward to the yeah. wild ride that it has been the last couple of years. And then we all go off to Kosher, kosher Fest the next day. So well, let me ask you guys a question. Tell me your opinion on this. Two years ago, I got water bottles, kosher food blocker water bottles for the conference. And I had to order a lot of them, so I have extra. Do I bring them to the new conference as like vintage water bottles? Vintage water bottles. <laughs> yes. Vintage water. Definitely. Don't want those to go. That's the first thing my husband said when we changed the name. He's like, what, what are we going to do with Put the water bottles? Put a sticker over the old logo. That's uh, actually not a bad idea, by the way. Yeah. You could do that. Your kids Vintage kosher off. food blockers water bottles. We're going to sell them on eBay for like $1,000. Yeah, They're going to go. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Let, me, let me know how that goes. Let me know how that goes. Um, Guys, this, awesome. is, this is a lot of fun. So let, let's take it back to, you know. The book? The book. Okay. And, and um, you know. Can I, can, I, can I say something? Yeah. Okay. I, it's very hard to talk about This is actually very funny to, for me because I wrote a book and I photographed it. And somehow, in a way, the, the well, because we had such a great team, <laughs> Melinda and Naomi and um, a bunch of other people, should we give some shout outs? Yeah, we can. Um, so Riva, Leia, Shana, Sylvia. Um, we had such a great team. I feel like there's like every picture, there's like a story behind it. Like, I don't know, you could open like a random page and... The cover. Even everything is... Every time Talk about the cover. cover, Miriam. Okay, so I know that shooting a cover, because our friends that have written cookbooks, is very stressful. Miriam, I'm going to say, was a little nervous that day, a little freaking out because it's got to be... Because Art Scroll is behind it and they are... I'm not just saying because it's my... My book was published by them, but they're they have the top a very name. High standard. They had the top name in the publishing Jewish publishing industry, and Gadalia knows exactly what needs to be done to make books sell. And he had a lot of ideas and opinions, and he guided us through this process. And we wanted it to be just so. so should we talk about the cover? The we started on, out by going. The only to... thing I really wanted to have was alcohol on it. <laughs> <laughs> so we started out by going to um, the tablecloth rental place. Yep. D Square out in Five Towns, the best table rental. They had amazing selection, and we we were an, we were an, agonizing to 
But like, let's say, for example, Susie Fishbein's Kosher by Design entertains and has a pink cover. So everybody calls it the pink cookbook. So like as we're picking a tablecloth, do you remember? We're like, well, are people going to call it like the, the blue cookbook, the purple cookbook? So right. we, we picked a nice neutral color, I think. Alavaya should have so many cookbooks <laughs> like Susie that that will become known mm-hmm. as that particular one over the other one. <laughs> the gray cookbook, the, the silver gray. cookbook. Well, you know so that's we what I wanted. This, and we picked this n- nice neutral, mm-hmm. neutral um, tablecloth. And then we had um, all my props. And I mean... When we say all my props, there's... Like a thousand pieces of things. I'm still finding <laughs> things in all, drawers. <laughs> they were like all spread spread around. I had the bring? chalk pen. One oh, of that's, mine. That's oh, that's yours. That, okay. It's yours to keep. I, I bought a pack on Amazon, okay. so I've got tons. It's so yours to keep forever. We went through and we were picking out all the props, and I, I wish I could even like... I don't even have the words to describe like how much thought went into every single thing. For every piece of, you know, for every dish that you see on this... I mean, you guys can oh. chime in, but there were like 10 that we rejected. We're like, no, that's two this and that doesn't match. And Right. Miriam's holding to... the book. So if you're watching us, Miriam's actually holding up the book up to the camera and, and she's pointing to different yeah. pictures. If you have your book, you can go get it and you'll see what we're talking about when, so, as, as you know, you're listening. Each thing was we just put so much thought into every single piece to make sure that A, it looked good together, but B, it represented the book well and it was cohesive and it looked nice and the other thing Naomi's I've been to Naomi's house for Shabbos so I can really I can speak definitively on this Naomi's style of like serving is very um she does like platters very family style kind of, yeah family style but very like gen like I'm trying to think how to word it like just tons of different things on platters and that's kind of the look we wanted to show like just very very plentiful like as if you're like at Naomi's table. Right, this is my table. Of, you would definitely see yes. this eggplant tomato salad that's on the front cover. It, and it wouldn't be fresh. It, it would be very it, sad. Be yeah, so that is always on my Shabbos table the eggplant. You will yeah, always find wine. wine. This is actually Zmora wine. Mm. It's actually a, from, wow. imported from Israel, Benjamino uh, Winery from. Royal Wine, so we'll give them a shout out. Um, it also has the one of the favorite people are actually making this already. Yeah, um, the chicken wrapped with it. the. Okay, we're not calling it um, fake and bacon. Uh, what do we call beef it? Fry. Beef fry. We're calling mm-hmm. it beef fry, or otherwise known as kosher bacon. And of course, we have our favorite salad we, in the whole world. Yeah, our I mean, you're not salad. supposed to play mm. favorites, but but yeah, that's definitely but, one. Oh, no, of we're them. playing favorites today. <laughs> yeah. It is like the best that? salad in the book. For, yeah, by forget far. in the book. It's like the best salad ever. I, I'm Aww. just so into it. Because <laughs> you say my kids don't like the prunes in it, the dates, the dates. The dates. Oh. So they pick out the dates. But you could do that but too if you fine, don't like yeah. it, and if you like it, do. Or you can add in your own dried food into it. You know, you could actually add. Do dried apples, you know. Ricotta would be nice in there too. I yeah, think. you could can really I, like change it around a little bit. Can Show I say me. too for seeing it the first time? Um, what I love about it is that it doesn't look traditionally Pesach. Like right. it looks fresh and modern, and something that I really would. Those are dishes that look like things I would make year round. So the fact that it's that's exactly what we were going for. So <laughs> great well, job. That, that was that was why. Look, you know, the book is supposed to be the, my recipes from all year. And we said, you know what, I've got all these recipes that can be used for Pesach. They just happen not to have they ha- hummus. Ha- happen not, not to have right. kidney or a hummus. Exactly. So Gadalia said, let's do a Pesach book. So that's you remember? how I feel about kosher too, right? Like, Yeah, know. kosher isn't like a specific dish or, you know, it's things more happen just the to be absence kosher. of things that aren't kosher. Right. Like, we don't have shellfish and pork in our That's food. That's what our blogs are like, too, where right. you don't go don't to them and go, oh, would, it's kosher. There's no one dish on my blog that you'd be like, maybe a couple of kugels, right. but... Basically, it's just food that happens to be good and happens not to have anything non-kosher yeah, in it. Yeah, Shelby, what we say? I was just going to say, so this is able to transcend. Yeah, for sure. Irregardless of what your background is, which I really appreciate because I'm not, you know, particularly traditional and I'm not very strictly observant when it comes to um, kashrut or Pesach, you know, Pesach kashrut, but... Just looking at even the page you turn to, meat and oh. cabbage soup, well, that looks amazing. <laughs> and I would make that all year, right, all year round. Guys, do you remember this? We did in, we did Facebook Live from oh, beginning that, to that's end. That's that one. This <laughs> is this one, and we had people chiming it. in. I was putting different spoons, yeah. and, my, and Men, my, the people on my Facebook page were were saying which spoon they liked, and then we had a napkin. I and remember, decided you know they what? didn't remember. You know what? I didn't remember which yeah, soup. You know, you're. Yeah, we we. I mean, every page has like We're a story. Ooh, I mean, yes. this one, for example. Well, I was okay, so you have to out. remember our, our, they're listening, so we have to. Oh, oh, oh! I have right. to talk. It's, you have to Sorry. talk. So describe <laughs> more. It's a radio show. I'm talking. I'm like talking to the camera. I keep forgetting that people right. aren't we have, all we watching. Right, we have our nice. We have our great following on YouTube, but all our listeners. You know, sweet and savory so, brisket. Love you guys. So this sweet and savory brisket. 
well, you have to buy the book and take a look because it's a great recipe. But it was it, brisket is like tr- is like renowned for being not for being pretty. It's like really a hard food to to, cut, to do. So we were just like so stressed out. And I have to give a shout out to Melinda because she is the <laughs> world's best meat slicer. She's so proud. She is Mel. We perfect. have so much meat to slice for pizza. <laughs> butchering is super trendy now. She's well, like, just yes. come for two hours and slice some meat for me. <laughs> I'll come over two, just to do that. Like six hours. True, so yeah. I have to tell the story of this page because I'm serious. Like every, every the yeah, Pavlova. page was, Pavlova. Yeah. She's Pavlova talking, is, she's talking is, is page Australian. 206, 206. If you've it's got an the Australian dessert. So obviously the fact that it's A, Australian and B, Perfect for Pesach. It doesn't have any comments in it. Obviously, Naomi had to include it in her book. But so we shot this rest, this this picture at the height of this the sun, like right at that time of the day. And Naomi lives in Woodmere, where planes fly fly by every ten minutes. And I kept having to stop taking pictures and wait for the shadow of the planes to pass. Like every every page has like such a great story. And I think one of the coolest things is that because there were so many people involved and we were all like Instagram storying the whole thing. Everybody like keeps saying like I feel like I've seen this book. I'm so excited. Like I, I know about it. The like, toast, the artisan matzo toast page makes me laugh because I spent. This was this I would just decorating this the matzo with my baby. Page one sixty. Page <laughs> yeah. one sixty. If you're listening along, yes, and you'll see that each one of them Describe. is very. Each there's apples and there's ricotta and there's pesto and some we. I made a few and we had to switch them around. There was too much pesto on so one. So these, these are toasts, right? Yes. I was inspired by this recipe because toasts are super trendy right now. So I'm like, let's do some, you know, we used to cream cheese on toast. Oh, sorry, cream matzo, cheese on matzo. Yeah. Let's break the molds on that for this book. Mm. You know, a lot of recipes are just breaking the mold. So let's do really funky toast slash matzo ideas and it's automatically crunchy. You don't even have to put it in your toaster. So it's but Mel cut you. each piece exactly. <laughs> yeah, I wanted them to look right there. for the book, and you know, I think that's one of the things. That when you're looking through a cookbook, you want the pictures to be beautiful. You want them to look real. You want to know that when people make them, it's going to look just like that. With but you also want them to dream. You want them to see that and go. That's what I want, I want to inspire to look people like. to yeah. like show them how beautiful they're. Even something so, so like simple like yes, matzo toast. Exactly. Even if it's just a simple breakfast, why shouldn't it look beautiful? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And that's part of what food styling is about. Mm. So. It's gorgeous. <laughs> right after, we, oh. we, we have this thing. So I have a recipe in the, the, in the book. I just This is my Sweden story. Sweden sour tilapia. I wrote this with my mother many years ago for Aussie's Fish for Rosh Hashanah. It used to be called Siman Fish because it's made with a lot of Simanim from Rosh Hashanah, carrots and leeks. I think we changed the leeks for onions in, in this recipe because leeks are a bit of a pain to wash. I didn't want people spending so much time in the kitchen. Um, on one recipe for Pesach um, because we have so much cooking to do. So as soon as this this beautiful this dish, Naomi is ha- not it's, mine. One it is mine, and it had a slight little crack in it, right? So I'm like, okay, it still works. I've used it before, and I knew. But as soon as we finished, and I took the uh, food out because we could eat. Miriam does not use any hairspray on the food yeah, or crazy no, gimmicks everything. <laughs> or, or crazy gimmicks. It wasn't under light for hours. Real. We yeah. saved all our food. Nothing went to waste. I'm still eating some of the food in my freezer. So as soon as that I took to be promoted, right? Book. Yeah, yeah, no food waste. No food in the waste. production of yeah. this book. We <laughs> ate it all or froze it. Yeah, we ate it's a lot true. Of that. And, and we incredible. ate well. For, we for ate those well. Few weeks. <laughs> that, yeah, I'm still trying to lose all that weight. So I put this in a pan to put in the freezer. The minute I was done, I put the dish down and it just cracked oh. in half. And I've had this dish forever. So now we'll be immortalized. <laughs> Last moments. Yeah. Lots of salads. Miriam's photography yeah. is amazing. Bright Thank colors. You. Look how bold that is. Thank the cow with the butternut squash. we ate this for supper that night. It was so good. You know, was, some, something else to add. I right, wanted Shelby, to, and then Shelby. Yeah, yeah. I want some, one thing that I people ask me all the time. Like, what do you think of the book? And first of all, I always say I tasted everything in the book. So I can tell you it's really good. But one of the things that I really appreciate about Naomi's book is that it's not pochki. It's not, there's like she just said, you're not spending all your day in the kitchen. And there was one recipe in particular that I think about that we so that the chocolate fudge the oh. um the rocky road fudge that there was an original recipe that was being tested for the cookbook and i was watching the whoever was making it standing over the stove and standing over the stove and standing over the stove and i went this isn't going to work there's no way that anyone's going to want to make this recipe that you have to stand over the stove all day for so lots of tweaks and we we fixed it and now this recipe is beyond easy and beyond delicious. Like it is so rich and yummy. You only need little pieces. So it's, it just showed like every recipe that we tested, we made sure that it's not, it doesn't take too much time to make. 
So you can really plan your whole menu and know that you're not going to be in the kitchen all day. I'm really excited that we can have shakshuka in a Pesach cookbook. Like, who would have thought? And Yeah, I, I just noticed that when you mentioned the bright colors, there's a lot of produce and, season, you know, and seasonal that's, produce that's there, cooks. which is, you know, a reflection of the seasonality of Pesach in springtime. I mean, why is, in my mind, like the Pesach Seder is so void of fresh pro- fresh produce and True. vegetables. I mean, mind you, my We have mind- carpas and we have, yeah. Potato, right, and carrozza, and then a big fat heavy meal. Right, <laughs> my mom and aunt do bring in a lot of um, you know veggies and fruits into our seder, but just the the image that I have in mind of a Pesach seder is is not that. So I, I really appreciate that that's well, coming through in thank this book. You, Shelby. You're welcome. Yeah, we had, we had a little bit of a joke while we were working on it because we kept saying you know things that are t- seasonal in spring. But Naomi kept saying, well, in Australia, Pesach is... Which, I grew which up season? with Pesach <laughs> being in the fall, okay? I went to summer camp in Hanukkah. Remember last week? I should have mentioned that on my show last week when I was talking to... Um, to uh, um, Oh, gosh. Yoni, right? And um, to uh, Johnny. He calls himself Yoni Johnny, right? So, um, so um, Johnny was saying, um, you know, how much we love camp, and and Esther Katz, we're talking about Camp Shoshone Minish, and I'm going to be working at Susie Fishbein Culinary Institute there. And I should have said, by the way, and I spoke about camp in Australia, how it's only week, but I should have said it was overlapping with Hanukkah. <laughs> we went to camp in the Hanukkah, and spring is in uh, Pesach is in the fall, so. It's, That's you know, so interesting. Yeah. That'd be nice. So, yeah, Pesach was in the fall when yeah. you were growing up. And now it's not. Now it's not. So <laughs> I tried to keep in mind I the th- Australians that are going to buy the book. I wanted to mention one more thing about the Shakshuka page. Everybody who doesn't own the cookbook, go buy it. Then open up to page one, what is it? 162. And look at the Shakshuka picture. This is the first picture we took for the book. Oh, yeah. And I remember Naomi had like a tear in her eye. It was like, you know, <gasps> a lifetime of work. And it was like, finally. Right. And um, I think it's a and Mel, picture. Mel actually bought me that um, cast iron pen. Mm. Oh yeah, from their um their unseasoned. When you buy them, I cannot tell you right now what website it is. But if you ask Naomi, um, I'll get you the link so you can share it with anyone. Who yeah, wants to yeah. Know. So um, that's my cast iron milk pan, and we made shakshuka in it. And then Miriam goes, "You can push the." Yeah, she I uses- let her push the button. Okay, let me. Okay, what happens is you set up the photos and the lights, and then Miriam puts her camera up to an iPad. So it's really interesting. So all the photos, and we look at everything through a big iPad. And then she goes, okay, push the button now. You take the first photo of the book. And that was that. I think really? also, yeah, so that was the first photo of the book. I think Leora was around also at one point. Leora wasn't there for this, I don't This, I don't right, because we made that there. in the morning. She did. There were, uh, I'm trying to remember which recipes. There was a few that she helped me. And now she's like a budding food and photographer. Now she's a, she she, she put, spent a few weeks watching me do food right, photography. Right, and she actually has a recipe in the book which she helped us develop. Leora's mashed potatoes, page 180. So we're going to give my daughter's recipe a shout out. She's nine, by the way. Oh. And each one of my kids has got a reference uh, to a recipe also as well. Um, I, we use no margarine in the book. We use no soup mixes. Try to keep it clean and easy. You know, people say, what are the best ingredients to own? Olive oil, kosher salt, and garlic. If you can eat garlic. Some people don't eat garlic on Pesach. You could actually you still use the book. You can substitute for what you do use. But if you use olive oil and salt and fresh lemon juice, and I say that in the beginning of the book, and fresh herbs, you've got amazing flavors right there, and you can mix it up a little bit with what you use. Okay, she's holding up yep, Lyra's mashed potatoes, potatoes mm. which is page 180. It's a beautiful, gorgeous your photography is gorgeous. Who thought Thank mashed you. potatoes could I find so myself mmming at every page <laughs> right. turn. So if you right. hear a lot of mms in the background, you know, that's I Shelby. <laughs> I felt a lot of pressure making sure, you know, the book was, you know, we saw the photos first and then you see the layout that Devorah Cohen does at Arts Girl. She's super talented and I love working with Mrs. Eisner and Godot's Lotto. It's a fabulous team to work with. Um, but, you know, first you see the photos and then you see the layout, right? So I'm like, oh, my God, I hope the recipes are going to live up to Miriam's photos. I don't want it to be the cookbook that has beautiful photos and not such no good way. recipes. Um, but um, I've, I've had good feedback. So thanks, guys. Yeah. Keep sending me pictures. Send me pictures to um, my Instagram account that you've made. Um, or you can email them to me at Naomi at NachamSiegel.com because I would absolutely love to see the photos that you're making of my food. People are making it already for Shabbos. People made the ribs for Purim. You can totally do that. Um, you can make the ribs anytime. There are tons of freezing tips in our book. 
You'll feel my passion and excitement for cooking. Um, I had an amazing team. Melinda worked very hard on the recipe for the fudgy chocolate bun cake <laughs> with coffee glaze. How many times Age did you make it? 16. Like eight times? Eight times at eight least. Times? We have a lot of chocolate cake in our freezer. That's all I'm going to say. We've got to start using and it all up. I, people keep saying, everybody's comment on this is, they're like, that's Pesach food? Mm-hmm. Right, I know. That's like, the thing. If that's Pesach. Yes, it is. This is Table <laughs> for Two with, the, with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. We've had an incredible show here. Shelby Zeitelman of Zoom, Sesame Premium and Tahini Single Sauce Origin Sesame Paste. I love it. This is like my new love. Thank you. I'm going to have a bit of withdrawals over Pesach, but I'm, I love this. And, and everyone, you can find it on Amazon. Melinda Strauss, Kitchen Tested, Miriam Pascal, Overtime Cook, my amazing team from the cookbook. ZK, thank you so much for joining me today. We have music sponsored by our friends at Kedem. Our show is sponsored by Marzipan Bakery. One taste is all it takes. Shabbat shalom.